Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo, and I'm the proud CEO and president of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, we started this podcast uh, video show about a year ago, and I have had uh, the privilege of meeting with new people, uh, being with some friends like today who I've known for a very long time, but really getting to know them as leaders and as people. And that was one of the reasons we started this. We wanted to bring this out to the general audience, but also to our students. You know, as you may know, Junior Achievement, uh, you know, our mission is focused around workforce readiness, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy. And our students have the opportunity to learn from each of our guests. So they will get to see this video today as well. So anyway, without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce a longtime friend. Our daughters went to school together. So that goes to show you they're in their 20s now. We won't say where in their 20s. Um, and so I would love to bring my, my guest today, uh, Greg Martin, who is the principal and managing director of Avison Young. And good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you? Nice to see you. You too. It is great to see you. Always great to see you and Carolyn around and, and the family and everybody. Um, and just love watching you all, your family. It's, well, thank it's you. Well, we're not going to start this without me saying happy birthday to you. So <laughs> I, I saw, I hope you had a wonderful day with Sam and Patrick and everybody. And um, I did. glad to see we keep rocking and rolling. So Absolutely. You got it, right? What's the other alternative? I did a little video yesterday. I was at, I did take the day, most of the day off and went to the spa with a friend. And so after she left, I was hanging by the pool and I did a little video and I said, you know, birthdays are such a great time to reflect, right? Not only on the past year, but, you know, kind of sometimes on life um, and where we are, some of the choices we made that went really well and some of the choices that we made that didn't go really well um, and how we get past those and all that. And then I said, now, don't think that because I'm doing this mushy little video that I'm done, Right, because I got a lot more to do and a lot more people to impact and a lot more people to meet. So I feel like I'm just getting started. Um, so, uh, but thank you. So I really, I know a little bit about you and obviously through the years about you and your family, but I would really love our audience to get to know a little bit about you. Uh, tell us, first of all, a little bit about Avison Young. And then how did you end up in that field? Like what were a couple of things that led you to this? No, great question. So first of all, Avison Young is a worldwide commercial real estate brokerage company. So I am a commercial real estate broker, which means I transact in the commercial industry. My team and I really represent uh, institutional owners of large office properties. Uh, you think about buildings in downtown Fort Lauderdale and out in Cypress Creek and folks, you know, usually where the lawyers are in the corporate America is. And so our job is to represent those owners uh, who, who own those buildings in the transactions for the tenants that come in and fill it up. Um, Avis & Young is, is a very rapidly growing company. I joined it uh, 10 years ago. We currently have 125 offices um, in 15 different countries. Um, right. And interestingly enough, we're, we're really making a move towards what I will call um, data analytics and strategy for real estate, not just transactions. And so as we see other industries evolve, you know, the commercial real estate business is starting to evolve as well. And so mm. I've had to learn a whole lot of new language and some new tools in, in order to do that. Um, but that's, that's, you know, who I work for. I have a great team of, uh, of three folks that 
that uh, we do our business together uh, and, and, and service our clients. You ask a great question. How did, how did I get here? Um, yeah. you know, Laura, you've known me long enough. I'll let you know when I got out of school, I was in the special event planning business. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I was uh, I was putting on concerts and festivals in South Florida. Uh, I worked for the boat show. Uh, I worked for the city of Fort Lauderdale and I really ran their special events department. So Fourth of July concerts and the the, the Starlight musicals downtown and Oktoberfest and and all these types of things. So I came from a, very much of a more marketing and, and kind of uh, entertainment. I still do some charity golf tournaments and enjoy doing those things. But um, I've always found that the commercial real estate business, nobody really, when you're six, you don't say you want to be a commercial real estate broker. Um, but so we're made up of a lot of folks with a lot of different backgrounds and inclinations and, and usually opportunity presents itself. Um, and I was fortunate enough that uh, in 1990, goodness, I'll say two, I think it was a good friend of mine that I was playing beach volleyball with said, hey, you ought to get into the business. And um, it's a hard business. It's a straight commission business. There's no salary. Um, at the time, Catherine and I didn't have any children. Um, and so it was, a, it was a good time for me to make that uh, type of a leap. And it's been a great uh, career for me over the last, uh, goodness, almost 30 years. Yeah. Wow. You know, it, it is interesting. I And I always ask this question because I think that sometimes. Lori, you froze up on me. Um, hey, Laura, you, oh, Laura, there you, you, froze, are. you froze up on me, Laura. I'm sorry. I didn't get your question. Okay. So I was going to, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. It was, it was doing some recalibrating or something. And so I think that they often think people often think our students often think that we started where we are, right? That we got here, we knew what we wanted to do and we got here because they don't know, right? The story. Um, and so, so often it, it's not a straight path. And so I love hearing that. And I did not know you were in the special events. Oh yeah, I'm still a closet uh, wedding planner, if you will. So um, no, you know that's a really good point. And you know we we can go to us a little bit. Look, you know we, our children are getting that age where they're starting their first jobs, uh, and so two of mine have started that. And I continue to tell them this isn't the last job you're going to have, and 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 um, there's lots to learn. And and once again, I'm a believer that they're all building blocks. And we're going to find our way uh, by adding on top of those building blocks to, to a place of happiness and, and what it is that we're seeking, and, and uh, which is the ultimate goal. Right. And um, um, but, yeah, I know that, you know, that entry level job is not going to be your last one. And if you're in a specific industry and it doesn't move you, you know, there you can take those skill sets and move them to the next uh, to the next opportunity. It's just exactly. Minded. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting because I think <clears throat> special events, marketing, those skill sets, I'm curious because, you know, we teach workforce readiness. And so I talk often about those transferable skills. I was in the corporate world. I was in finance. Yeah. How did I end up right in nonprofit, in event planning and raising money and writing grants and, and all of that? It was the skill set that I had from one, right? I was able to apply to the other. What were some of those skill sets? Because as you said, it's a very different industry, very different career. 
what were some of those skill sets from the, the event planning that you brought to this? You know, I think um, every special event is its own project, right? I mean, it's it's got to start a middle and an end. And I would tell you that every real estate transaction is the same thing. And, and each one will bring different um, challenges to the table. In special events, it's it's sponsorships or weather or participants or or uh, just overall culture of that. And in our transactions, you know, everything from the, the, the tenant move in to the credit history, whatever. But I think what I liked about it is that, um, you know, every transaction that I do is going to be a little different. And I get to bring a little something different to each one to to uh, help it succeed and add value to the asset, which is our ultimate goal. And the special mm. events were the same way. You know, I mean, we would always try to make them a little bit different the next time. And whether it was an art show or a concert, you were you were bring something different to the table. So um, I, I think the other thing, too, is uh, I'm a pretty good multitasker. And so, you know, this when you're doing special events, you, you're, you're, you've got a lot of different irons in the fire. Um, we represent a lot of buildings in the marketplace right now. We're able to to make sure that we stay on top of all the transactions that we're engaged with right now. So, mm. So you, you've mentioned, you've said the word transactions several times, just in the short time that we've been here. Um, and it's really interesting because in our business, right, in my business, we don't think about donations as transactions, right? Because we want them to continue. We want them to be recurring. And I'm sure that in some way you want your customers, right, as, as they go on to do your business. Talk about the relationship side right of what you do because i think that's sure. so important so, hey, another great question the commercial real estate business is actually made up of a variety of different service lines okay so what what we do when i talk about representing institutional owners um you know these folks own these buildings for a long time they're they're usually five to seven to ten year holds so when we are hired or engaged we are we are starting a new relationship that um you know, we're going to work as their adversary to represent their building and to defend their interests and support their interests with the users that come about. And so uh, transactions, a good word. I use the word transactions because that's how we're compensated a little bit of a, of a you know, just throw out there. But, um, you know, once we do a deal, those those uh, those tenants are our neighbors and they're in the building. You know, we, we see them tomorrow. Uh, and then we're on the phone with that client the next day about the next transaction. So we really do get into a uh, an integrated, um, I use the word adversary relationship with our owners because the ultimate goal is to increase value of these assets so that they can get a return on their investment. And so, um, you know, uh, I've had clients that I've been working with for 10, 15 years. You know, I'm fortunate. I work uh, with one of the very prominent real estate companies in town, Styles Corporation. I've known them forever and ever. And I they own a building in downtown Fort Lauderdale that my team represents them on with their other partners. And so they've got partners that they have to relate to. But, um, you know, those relationships are very, very important to us. And, and I think that to, to your point, um, we have to continue to nurture them. I talk about the business in three tranches. We, we have to procure new business. We have to execute the business that we have, and we have to retain the business that we have. And so we're constantly in that cycle of what's a new opportunity? How do we take care of what we're in the middle of? And how do we maintain those relationships on the long run? Because we want to make yeah. sure we're doing what's right for them. Um, I'll mention it real quick. COVID was a real challenge for that, right? We spent a lot of time on that retention side because there were not the transactions that we were used to, that volume went down. 
And it was a real hard time to try to get new business because nobody knew what was going on. So we spent a lot of time on the retention side to make sure our clients were aware of what was happening and were informed about what's happening in the market and, 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 and knew what the tenants in the building were doing. And so you know, those three cycles come into different play all the time. Yeah. All right. Communication, right. And everything, all relationships that we have is so critical. <clears throat> and I love that, you know, ours is basically the same thing, procure, activate or execute, right. And retain those donors. Um, and so customer service, right. How we treat our customers is so important. Um, I think, you know, you, I know your kids, of course, with, with Carolyn being in school with, with Samantha and you just mentioned beach volleyball, um, I know that you're a sports family, uh, volleyball in particular, um, you know, and, and being a parent. I think that there, somebody asked a question this morning on a, on a call that I was on and they said, would you equate being a parent to you being a leader? And so I ask you that question. Did parenting prepare you for leadership? Did it help you be a better leader? Did it, did being a leader help you be a better parent? Um, I'm going to say yes. And some of that's me. You need to kind of go to who I am. Um, your, your comments right on. Look, I, yeah, as you remember, I coached all the youth soccer and basketball and, and everything else. But I think that um, I'm a big fan of leadership. I lead a team of four here. Um, I, I, and I'm a big fan of teams. I would tell you one of my ingredients to success is to surround yourself with good people and have a great team. And that's both in life and in work. But I think, you know, not everybody is going to have the best day. We can't all go out and score 25 points. And so, but the team's got to pick each other up. And so I think a leader has to be there in order to help all the players or all the members of the team, you know, operate at their best. And, and, uh, and, you know, quite frankly, in parenting, sometimes our family isn't always uh, operating at its best. And so as no, a parent, really? yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> we have to go in and, and, uh, and try to, to 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 manage the situation to make sure that uh, that we're all going in the right direction. And um, yeah. you know, we 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 have some great team mantras in my family. Uh, you know, we refer to ourselves as the Martin Life. Um, and um, I think uh, so far, it's funny to hear my words come back to me from my adult children now. Um, and um, and steal that. But but uh, but yes, no. I think leadership and parenting. Um, coaching, all those types of opportunities help develop the skills to, 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 to keep moving forward and, and to keep progressing in life. Yeah, so important. And I, I think you're right, you know, and one of the things that I think, you know, and of course I, I was not in your home with you, but I observed and have been uh, with you and Catherine so often. One thing that always was clear to me, and I think this does uh, roll over into leadership as well, is that consistency between you, number one, and being on the same page and being very clear, right, about the expectations with your children. That's just from observation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so important in leadership. Now, look, everybody needs to kind of know where the buck stops, I guess. And, you know, Catherine and I, uh, we very much, um, Look, our relationship was the, the number one relationship in the house, and, and we were always on the same page. And um, what you guys don't know is that I have very strong-willed children. Uh, they're intelligent and competitive, and, and uh, they gave it a good shot. But um, I think I think it was always important to us to make sure that we very much supported each other, stayed on the same page, and to your point, stayed consistent. In the leadership role at work, I have to do the same thing, you know, and, and look, it's my work family. And um, 
we they need consistency from me as well. Um, particularly once again in a commission only income environment, you know, we 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 have to maintain our consistency to make sure that we can feel good about the income we're going to generate as we go forward during the year, so that we can pay bills and buy Christmas presents. Um, but um, you know, I've kind of made a big jump there, but it, there is there is the desire to maintain kind of that that a the leadership role and then be the consistency on, on how we deliver um, just kind of the rules of the game. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And we talk about those clear expectations, right? And it's the same thing with our kids as we go through our programs, right? Making sure that we're, we're you know, our entrepreneurship kids, they're working in teams very much like you are, right? So we need to make sure that they're communicating with each other, teaching them how to collaborate, how to be there for each other if one person, right, is struggling. Um, and I see that on my team as well. When when someone needs us, we're there for them. Um, and that's that makes a, a great team. So you're, you mentioned this very briefly, but the commercial real estate business absolutely took a hit right, during COVID. Um, but it seems like things are bouncing back. And so you talked a little bit about what you did to maintain, stay in touch with your relationships, right? Communicate with them. How did you get your people through that, right? Because I have to imagine, I, I know my team, they're, they're burnt out, they're emotional, they're tired. We worked our butts off to get through this time to pivot. I hate that word, but, but no other word, right? Adapt to the new thing, be flexible, come up with new ways to do things. How did you do that in your business? You know, um, first of all, uh, to the point that yes, the business took a significant hit. And depending on what industry you were in, it was the varying degrees of that. Um, I'll let you know that my friends that are in the industrial business and distribution, they did very well because we saw high demand there. Folks that are engaged in hotels, they just fell off. Well, you can imagine we're in the office leasing business. Nobody wanted to come to the office. We were walking into empty offices or we were talking to people who were vacating their offices and what can they do and what can come back. Um, look, my team is made up of, of three great individuals um, and um, varying families, situations, everything else. And look, I, I think I'm, I'm a believer of, uh, of uh, you, know, you know, talk to talk and walk the walk. And, and um, so we continued to stay in, in our office. We were very respectful of each other as it related to, to, to social distancing and, and just being considerate of if you didn't feel good and where it came. But you know, we just had to set an example. And, and I think the other thing was the communication. We couldn't communicate enough. Um, this was a time where a lot of people got in their head and were overthinking things. And I think what was important to make sure for my team that I was always available for them to have those conversations and that I was going to continue to trudge through this downtime and work uh, and make it happen. So, look, our revenues were off about 40 percent uh, mm -hmm. in 2020. And I'll tell you that we're back to 2019 levels today. So we're feeling good. Um, we thought a lot of people were going to be back in the office by September. The Delta variant has has pushed that back a little bit, but our transaction world and it actually made our team closer. To be honest, I think mm -hmm. you know uh, going through something like this, whether it's a family, a team, a group, you know, adversity can can bring it can either take you apart or bring you back closer together. And uh, I feel very fortunate to have a, a great loyal team that uh, continues to work well together and and. Uh, 
and going that way. But that's that's how I did it. I just I tried to set the example and and tried to be the you know the first guy in the office or at least there and present to make sure we could do it and then provide all the information we needed to provide. The other thing is we're armed with information so that we could communicate to our de- our, our clients. And so I had to help provide some of that information and some of those insights. Mm, I love it. You mentioned marketing and I know you said that you used to be in, in marketing with the, the event planning, all that. And of course we love your person who's, who does some marketing, I think for Avison Young, I, I believe her name is Amy. Um, yes, we love her. Um, and she, as you know, was very involved in JA actually served as uh, our chair uh, about three years ago, I guess it was. Um, and I miss well, her. Shout out to Amy. She's now overseeing like the Southeast. So she's continuing to rise in her career and kind of leaving us South Florida folks. But uh, Amy is a yeah. tremendous resource and a very dear friend. And she's been great for me and my team as we've evolved in our business and see where things go. So big, yeah. big shout out to Amy. I think she's watching. So I bet she is. Hi, Amy. Um, and so, so you talked about marketing and branding, right? So important. You talked about keeping communication open, nurturing the relationships. What did you do as far as marketing and branding? How did you, I come from the world of advertising and during that recession, when I was, was in that field, right? When we went through that, many, many companies stopped advertising, stopped marketing, which in in my opinion, probably we should be doing the reverse, right? And I think we're seeing that today. How did you or what was your feeling and your attitude around that? And did it did you continue it? Did you did it help? Absolutely. So we um, it's a little bit of my nature, Lori, but I, we leaned into it. Uh, and, you know, there were there were two things that had to happen. Number one, we immediately digitized most of our marketing things. Let's think about office space. Traditionally, what happens, someone meets you in the building and you take them upstairs and you walk them through it. By the way, the residential real estate world did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're taking videos and creating a variety of tools so that a real estate director who isn't in South Florida could could at least preliminarily see space. Or So we tried to bridge that gap of the distance, A, for our owners so that they could see what the, the condition of the building and the vacancies, and then B, for potential new users who, who weren't going to travel. You know, They weren't going to get on a plane and come down. And so we were able to send them videos of the spaces and, and to go that route. And so that's how we continue to, to market our, our buildings. I think the other thing was, you know, our social media posts really increased and whether it was uh, primarily LinkedIn, I think is where we spent a lot of time and just email distributions to, to distribute that information. Um, I hosted a couple of programs like this for clients uh, to talk about, you know, let them know they're not the only ones that, only have 15% of their population in the building and, and talk about we were going forward. Um, so we were on a variety of levels that we were doing that. And, and then I'll take it all the way down to a simple one, you know, um, great vendor in town. You know, we sent a bunch of key lime cakes to all of our, our, most of my clients are out of town. So they're in the winter, they were stuck in a Northern city, whether it was cold, they were stuck inside, you know, a little key lime cake shows up on the on the front porch and uh, reminds them that they got some assets in Florida and that we're still thinking about them. And so oh. I think there was a variety of, of marketing tools that we used uh, during this time frame to, to just stay in front of folks. Yeah. And what I heard during in that that um, conversation was about really about being adaptable. Right. And changing using the tools to to deliver 
um, in a, your message, your business, your services, right, in a different way. And then, of course, showing appreciation and making people feel special um, is so important today, um, I think. Um, it, it is one of our values at JA, deliver the wow, right? Because you know, we know that people can choose hundreds, right? In our case, thousands of nonprofits to, to align with, to give their money to, to give their time to. What makes JA stand out, right? What makes Avison Young stand out? And I think that's so important. What makes you stand out? Because you're so much, right, of that brand. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I want to talk for a second about the community, right? So at least here in South Florida uh, or, or around where all of the other offices are, um, how, how does Avison Young as a company embrace the community, get involved in the community, um, you know, whether it's people on boards, right, in your, from your organization, being involved in golf tournaments, as you said, uh, the alliance, I have to imagine there's some involvement maybe with a chamber or alliance. Talk a little bit about that and, and the importance of that for a company. You know, it's actually a two-folded question because I mentioned again that we're straight commission salespeople, and this is kind of for everybody out there to understand how the, the industry is structured. And so we're, we are all set up basically as independent contractors, right? So there's two answers to your question. Number one is Avis and Young, right? And Avis and Young is very much engaged. As a, as a matter of fact, next week, October 6th, um, the entire company is shutting down across the world, and we call it a day of giving. And so it's a day where we will go out into the community. Now, granted, COVID has created some new some new um, challenges as it relates to that. But um, we're actually going to do a program for the Humane Society where we're hosting basically an employee puppy party at a dog park. Uh, it's a way to get the employees. It's an outdoor venue so we can take care of some of those types of things. People that are still managing, you know, COVID issues uh, and social distancing. Um, and it's, 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 it's just it's also just a good feel good to get the employees together because it's hard to do that right now. No one's been able yeah. to do those types of things. So the company has a worldwide, you know, a national scope. Everyone kind of picks their own things. We've done a variety of diff different ones. We came to Junior Achievement a few years ago and ran kind of one of those sessions. One, actually, one of my favorites. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> yeah. then, you know, independently, and you know this, uh, my, I and my family feel a great responsibility to do that. And, and you know, um, one of my ingredients is to give back. Um, and I've been engaged with everything from Taylor's Closet to our schools to um, to, it, it, to, to, to NAOP, which is the, the industry association. And so I'm a believer that you have to participate in your industry sector. You, you, need, to, you need to communicate in the business sector and the things that are tied to your business. But you also have to find something that you're passionate about, right? And something that just fulfills you. And, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of the coaching and a lot of the contributions to the schools with the kids and a lot of the you know, uh, Catherine um, does literacy programs. Uh, Jack and Jill is a, is a charity that we spend a lot of energy and, and resources with. But, um, you know, I, I think, and once again, ingredients, you know, one of my top five is we, we have to give back. And, and whether it's of time or of talent or of experience or of resources, um, we individually have to do that. Our team has to do that. Uh, and then uh, our company has to do that. And so it's been integrated into my business philosophy. We've, we've done special cocktail parties with real estate professionals to benefit Make-A-Wish and, and a variety of different charities over the years. Um, 
And um, so, yeah. so we're, we're all about that. And I think it's a, it's important to everyone. I love hearing that. So I've got a long list of ingredients here. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to read some of them back and then I'm going to ask you to share your main ingredient with us. Okay. Um, and so some of the things that, that I pulled out of our, um, uh, our conversation was, you know, um, learning, growing, right. And constantly, uh, staying on top of things. Um, I also heard you talk about the building blocks and I love that. Um, and especially for our young people, right. Starting that foundation, right. And we have to start young and then building on them, right. Building on their experiences, building on their life. And, and same thing for us building on those building blocks, whether it's our business or individually, um, you know, something that differentiates, right. You talked about um, each transaction being unique. Right. And so how, how do you treat each transaction uniquely, just like you would treat, treat each person differently? Um, you talk about you talked about relationships, nurturing them. Right. Uh, making sure that we're making people feel special and appreciated. Um, setting it. I lost you again, Lori. I'm sorry. I'm assuming you're going to come back. Look. Almost died there. Now we're back. Okay. So, um, right. I, for some reason, I've never had uh, 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 Wi-Fi problems, but today I guess we're having them. So that last two ingredients were give back and find your passion. So I ask you, Greg Martin, what is your main ingredient in your recipe for success? So I'm going to have to hit you with two. Okay. Um, because that's <laughs> Everybody hard. wants to cheat and give me more than one. It's hard to find one. <laughs> Look, I'm a big believer in maintaining a, a, a life balance, right? I think in some of the things that um, people can get a little um, off balance, and I think that's because have people think about it. And, and that's that's across the board. That's in work, and that's in family, and fitness, and faith, and fun. You know, we got to have a little fun in, in life. And, and I've been fortunate enough, uh, our family's been very blessed, and um, um, been able to, to do a lot of things. And I, I think it's just important to encourage people to, to just, you know, maintain a balance. And it's probably a little bit more of just a life ingredient than everything else. But I really think one of the things that um, I try to bring to the table and I try to share is I, I'm a believer in that other 2%. You know, if you can make the water boil, you know, invest in it, take that next step. Uh, growing up, you know, I was taught to shoot more free throws than anybody else, and I'd be a good free throw shooter. You work a little bit harder than everybody else, and that that little 2% is going to make a big difference. When you're going to host a puppy party, you make sure that you have the everything that you need, and you make it just a little bit better for those employees so that it's a little bit more appreciative. And there are little things that we can all do that can have a big difference 
uh, and everything from our, our transactions to just our impressions on people and, and to the marketing of folks. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the key lime cake. You know, I mean, I can't tell you the the response I got from that. And it wasn't expensive and it had nothing to do with real estate, but it was just two percent more. And so um, I would encourage once again, students that are out there um, or anyone that's out there. I'm sorry. You know, you you, you just give two percent more and you're going to really see those returns. And, and and if you don't know what I'm referring to, that's the that's the boiling point. And, you know, at 99 degrees, water doesn't boil. You know, 101 degrees, water boils, and it's a totally different thing that you have going on. And, and if you will put in that 2%, you get a totally different return. And so um, that, I think, is probably um, one of my main ingredients. And, you know, it's fun. I made this list before our conversation, and it wasn't on the list. I just came up with that one. Uh, but uh, that's what I want to share with, with the folks that I think uh, that extra effort always pays off. And, uh, and, um, and don't be afraid to fail, man. You know, I mean, you got to give yourself the right to make some mistakes and 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 step back up. So um, that's the third one. All right. So I, I overdid my uh, final ingredient, if you will. So There we go. Oh, I don't know what's going on today with that, but I love that. And I did hear it. So, all right. So okay, good. You did. I didn't I was say that again. Oh, my goodness. No, no, I got it all. So, you, you cheated, though. You gave me three main I did. I cheated. I absolutely <laughs> cheated. I'm sorry. I love that. I love that. That's one 2%. thing about you. You always more. Than more. <laughs> you always give more than people ask for, right? The 2%. That's it. So, I heard it and I love it, right? Find that life balance. Have fun. The second one was give that 2% more. I really love that water boiling. I did not know that. I love that. So I learned something new today. Uh, and don't be afraid to fail. And I love those. And Greg Martin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, I'm so glad that everyone got a chance to know you a little bit. Um, I have so enjoyed knowing you and your family all these years. Um, and really love when we run into each other out and about in the community. And so I'm glad everyone's well and glad that you're doing well and the business is rebounding. I love when I hear that from our guests. So, um, so thank you. Thank you. You're, thank you're you. welcome. Congratulations on all your success. You've done a great job at junior achievement. Um, thank you. you know, many of my friends that are on the board there, I mean, we just can't continue to talk about how, how great a job you're doing. So, uh, and this was fun. This was great. So well, good. as always, well, I'm here to help you in any way that I can. So. Thank you, Greg. Same here. Uh, likewise, right? And that's what it's all about, that give and take and connecting each other and helping and serving, right, each other in our community. So thanks, everyone, for watching. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you, Greg. And have an amazing day. And let's get cooking. All right.